Hello, I'm Isaac Foster, intern here at the 908, and I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this episode of Shoot Your Shot includes some very vulgar, explicit language that you would not want to have in front of your children. Now remember, life is great in the 908. The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head! I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908, where life is great. Welcome back to the show. Shoot your shot. Paul Slater, the chosen one. John Grosser, the boss man. John Rona V week 23, I believe. Wow, Jordan. It's finally our Jordan week. It's our Jordan week, yep. It's big for us. Tongues out. Wow. Wow, is next week Kobe week? Yeah, whoa. And it's going to be like 824? That worked out. It's Kobe day, 824. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We might not make it till then. Yeah, that's true. Uh... I'm back. Polly Deep Pockets is back from his vacation, by the way. Uh, I kind of hate it here right now. How was how was the big city? Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever had more fun. Wow. I was out and about. I don't know if I was sober one second of the trip. That's a fact. <laughs> I mean, I don't. They didn't sell any. What's the earliest you popped up? You woke up Saturday morning. Saturday morning. I've got to think. Saturday morning was a little bit of a late one because Friday night was a little well, bit of a late one as well, okay. if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, Friday case. morning, though, I'll tell you, popped up pretty early. I'd say about 9.30 or so. Whoa. Cracked open the old White Claw, huh? Oh, hey. yeah. Well, they have White Claws in Chicago. I don't know if you've known. Well, now I do. Now now you cleared the way. What what was it like traveling? You're the first person I know that's gotten on a plane. That's not true, but you're the first person on this show I know. It was. Uh, I liked it a lot better, and let me tell you why. The airport was empty. That sounds awesome. LAX? LAX was, there was nobody there. I went right through. I didn't even have pre-check, and I went right through. You still got to take your shoes off, which is probably unsanitary, right? With the old virus. So I didn't well. make too much sense. But other than that, like, it was pretty sweet. You had to wear your mask all day on the plane. Was it was it alternate seating on the plane? Oh, oh that'd be money. Spirit, it would have been money. Spirit, let me tell you something about Spirit. I don't think they believe in the coronavirus <laughs> on spirit. <laughs> that could be. I think they. I would not be surprised if Spirit Airlines had a company wide beating and just said, "Hey, we don't, we don't believe in this." <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest. This flight, I didn't think the flight was going to be very like jam packed. Spirit Airlines. Oh, it always is. It was jam packed. They don't. I don't think Spirit flies unless there's three people above the capacity. I also think. I didn't. You know how Spirit's got a bad rap with, like, some of the people that are on the plane and they, like, there are no rules, basically, on Spirit right. Airlines. It's just, and I finally got a little taste of that. It's pretty brutal. I took one Spirit flight one time and I was like, I never am going to do this again. Oh, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I, the, the entertainment factor on the on the flight was incredible. I, there, well, there was no TV. There's right. no TV, but everybody around you is an There's absolute some show. Yeah. It's a character. It's a, it's a, it's a loud flight. flight. Oh, it's loud. Yeah. I'm knocked out. Let me tell you a quick story here. 
the flight home, first off, I was miserable. Remember our flight home from Ugh. Remember? Yes. From Scottsdale? Yep. This was close. Oh. It, it didn't it did let me tell not you. Not as bad. Not no. as bad. Because well, nothing, nothing could ever be worse. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. On your on our flight together. Yeah. This was close. This was close. But let me tell you some things that happened on this flight. The etiquette. People that are flying Spirit Airlines somehow have never like flown before or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm trying to get to my seat, right? I'm going down the old aisle. And there's this lady that was in the uh, emergency row. And you're thinking, emergency row. She probably has a clue because you have to have a clue to be in the emergency row, right? right? Not on Spirit Airlines, John. Spirit Airlines, you don't... you. They don't believe in emergencies. No, you could put anybody... You could put an infant on the emergency row and they'll figure it out. This lady was just sitting in the middle of the row, like digging some shit out of her bag. Like, basically whatever she could out of her bag, she was pulling it out. Yeah. For a good five minutes... While I'm standing right in front, right behind her, waiting to go past, and there was a line. Right, a line. Yeah, yeah I see. And this lady won't move. And I'm just staring at her like this. You can't see on the, if you're listening to this, but I'm just staring at her like, hey, I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to be rude. Right. I want to say, hey, lady, get the fuck out of the way. I, but, you know, I'm trying to be nice. I'm sitting there like, come on. And I keep looking back at my friends, and I'm just like, hey, uh. I mean, this lady won't move. And yeah. then finally she moves. And I like look at her staring. I'm like, dude, you got to have a clue. Like, you know me. Don't waste my time. That's always what I say. Don't waste my time. Right. So that was one instance. No savvy by that lady. Another one. There's this lady. I'm sleeping. There's a lady in front of us. Her legs were like out in the aisle i think she's stretching out you know what i mean that's what you got to do don't knock it i do that right every every once in a while but some other lady was walking down the aisle oh boy she tripped over this lady's legs oh god and then she goes be careful and slaps this lady (laughs) what slapped her slapped her her. wait two ladies that didn't know each other slapped each other slapped each other and the lady in front who had her legs out she was like looked like the nicest lady of all time she didn't say anything but this lady screamed out. Wait, where'd she slap her? Like on the arm or something? Be careful! You like get her one of those. <laughs> and I like get up. I'm like, what just happened? Rattled. I'm just absolutely rattled. Spirit, dude. There ain't no rules on spirit. I like that. You could swing at anybody. You could swing at anybody. Although the flight attendants were nice. I liked the flight attendants. They were sweet. Cool. Didn't have buzz balls, by the way. Okay. But they had something else. It was like a, mm, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was bomb. Very strong. About 10%, I'd say. I was loose. Good. Loose on that first flight. Way yeah. home, I wasn't. That's good. What was the highlight of the trip in Chicago? Highlight of the trip. Highlight of the trip. There were a lot, John. Great food. Yeah. You know. Well, it's an eater's town. It is, John. And you know. I had some great pizza. I might have had the best slice I've ever had. Deep dish. Well, the one you'd think deep dish, Chicago, right? Chicago, deep dish. They go hand in hand. But I had some thin crust pizza in Chicago. Forget what it was called. It was incredible. Okay. Incredible. So they know how to to roll out the dough a little more. Yeah. You think that it's just a one pizza town. Yeah. But no. Nope. They're they're all over the place. It's a utility pizza place. Yeah, you know they could do it all. That was a good time. 
just being at a bar, sitting inside. Oh, you were sitting sports. inside. Oh, they can. They're they're wheeling and dealing out there in Chicago, John. They're open. Oh, but there's not a lot of people out there because everybody's scared. I think the L train, best best public transportation in the world. Don't know if you've heard, but it is empty. There's nobody there. So we were sneaking on and whatnot. One person had a pass. They'd like press the button, open the gate, and we all sneak on. Nobody cared. So I didn't even have to pay for any public transportation. Don't get me in trouble. I care about it, you know. But I'm just saying, didn't have to pay because there's nobody out there. I like that. It was epic. John, we should go. Well. Spirit Airlines, 70 bucks for a round trip. I don't do, I see, I don't do, that's a ridiculous price. It's free. Can I, can I go on like a different airline for like 90? Probably. I'll try to get you a ticket. It's, Spirit is brutal. They're paying you to fly. That's true. And uh, you know what? Wearing my mask wasn't that bad the whole the flight. The whole flight, huh? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. You get used to it after a while. Well, the way people are slapping people on these spirit flights, I probably would want to. I'd probably take a shield if I oh, could. True, true. Also, if you just pretend like you're eating the whole time, you don't even have to wear a mask. <laughs> Very true. Like, that's kind of what I was doing. I was just getting blacked. I like that. Yeah. It was great. Had a blast, John. I really did. Glad. What did you do? Uh, Enjoy yourself? I had a nice little weekend. Know who I ran into? Oh, here we go. Bubba Ogborn, our guy who did the no! uh Yeah, he, well, he's still working over at Restoration. I don't know oh, how yeah. I ended up at Restoration, but I had to Wow, pee. you're the hippest son of a gun I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to pee so bad. Oh, you just peed in Restoration. No, no, no. no. Oh, and you I were got there. and I got a glass of wine and some key lime pie. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. What if that's a night? Yeah, it was not too bad a night. But anyway, he he's like, I didn't recognize who he was because he had his mask on. He was working front line. He's a front line hero. He's just like us. And yeah, obviously, I wasn't podcasting, so I wasn't in my front line, uh, you know, outfit. Right, right, right. But right. he recognized me immediately, and he kept trying to talk to me. I was like, it's it's a do or die situation here, but I need to get to a urinal or like, <laughs> or you're done. And you know him; he's such a good guy. Yeah. He's like, he's 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 showing me the way, but he's making jokes about it. And I I couldn't even laugh. I could not laugh at his jokes. Did you know it was him right away? It took me like four seconds. Okay, the first four seconds, I was I was like, who the hell is this guy, and why is he staying between me and the bathroom? Right. <laughs> but eventually, right. came around, got to talking. At well, once you empty your bladder, you're a new person. I was then able to be nice again. I, I wasn't nice before I emptied my bladder. Yeah. And but then we get to talking for a while. Uh said we have him back on the show. He's got some stuff in the works. Oh, oh well, thank God. You know, I don't know if I can announce it, but he's got some Should stuff. Should we get him on? Well, soon. Well, he's one of the, the he's one of our uh, best guests. I Everybody also got one him. more well before we get to the interview. I got one more uh Oh, I'll just go ahead. Shout out for the weekend. Or it was more it was yesterday, which is technically a Tuesday. We have Long Beach Hall of Fame, right? People yeah, we that do. we just think random thing we should be in the Long Beach Hall of Fame, right? Well, we are the we own the Long Beach. We Hall own fame. the Long Beach Hall of Fame. So, do we have do we have like a like a Long Beach sympathy? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like, like I got a guy. He didn't do anything like to be in the Hall of Fame, but I I feel like we should all just like thoughts and prayers. Sympathy. Maybe thoughts and prayers. I was thinking symphony. No, oh, that'd be good like, too. I think we have a Long Beach symphony. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. They just actually released. Speaking of Long Beach Symphony, I just like saw on Facebook like two days ago that they they're like we're canceling our season. It's like yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like took the symphony that everything else has been canceled. Like they're waiting it out. Basketball already got canceled and came back, and finally the symphony is like you know we can't do it. We gotta shut her down. Yeah, we gotta shut her down. Uh, 
probably a smart move given the statistical evidence of who the coronavirus affects and who also goes to symphonies is probably i'm not always exceptions to every rule yes but you know you know me i like a good symphony but probably a lot of that demographic that is getting affected is also going to the symphony right uh anyway okay sorry long beach sympathy Sympathy. hall of fame thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers too went to uh grab some carne a little carne yeah it was taco tuesday Wow, okay. Went over there to the uh, La Bodega in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. You know where to go. And uh, great spot. Uh, and just very seasoned meats. Great prices. Mm-hmm. All that. Mm-hmm. There was a lady, kind of like, she reminded me of the lady that slapped the other lady. Right. Uh, she was not in a good mood. She she yelled at me. I'm not putting myself thoughts and prayers because I'm a warrior. I got through it. Yeah, adversity. But I was ordering... Because I got there first, and she yelled at me because of that. I don't know why. Wait, wait, wait. She yelled at you because well, you because were there she first? got there second, but she wanted to order first. Okay. I was just like already there, and okay. then she walked up and got mad at me. Okay, but that was that's not a big deal. I overcame. Yeah, as we do, as we do. But sympathy to to I think his name was Roy. Her husband appeared. Okay, that guy. Thoughts and prayers. Talk about a warrior. She yeah. She she yells at me to get out of the way so she can order. Immediately turns back and yells out the entire bodega. Not he wasn't in the bodega. He was outside the bodega. And she goes, I think his name was Roy. She goes, Roy, <laughs> and and like she starts yelling at Roy, get your ass over here, get your ass over here. He finally, this guy was, I've never seen a de- more defeated guy in my life. First of all, he didn't have a mask on. Oh boy! He just he just drudged into the store. Finally, slowly, he came up to her and he goes, "What do you want?" And she said, "What? What? What do I want? It don't matter what I want. If I call your name, you come." And it, I, basically, there's a loud exchange of apparently I don't know what she wanted, but it didn't matter. That wasn't the point. Okay. She called his name. And he didn't come right away, and then he slowly came, and that was a big deal. It, we were all watching it, me and the other bodega patrons. Okay. And uh, and he looked very defeated. He didn't like getting that news uh, broke to late. him that he was late, and yeah. that it didn't. He he wanted to know why he was coming, but that obviously didn't matter. And uh, and then he said, "Okay, finally it settled down." And she goes, "You're not even wearing your mask," and she says, "Get out of here." And he left. So thoughts and prayers. Thoughts to Roy. and prayers to Roy. Uh, you know, guys like that, people like that. I shouldn't say just guys. Yeah, people are warriors. Heroes, he, the real heroes. Now I don't know. I don't know the background story. Maybe she, I don't know anything. Maybe she was in the right. Maybe I don't say who's in the right, who's in the wrong. That guy did not look happy to me. Mm-hmm. It could have been an off day. Long Beach Sympathy Hall of Fame. See, Long Beach had, we've all had it. But you know what? Sometimes you oh. Have I been there? Can we? God, yeah. Have you been there? Uh, duh. You live there. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Sometimes you put someone in the sympathy, thoughts, and prayers because that gives them the support they need. It takes a village. And he might be, I have a good guess, he'll be in the Long Beach Hall of Fame one day. He's going to rebound from this. Maybe her too. Thank God. You know what? So that was my trip to the bodega. I'm going to have to go to the bodega and check this out. Maybe Roy will be there again. Yeah. What's the what was the lady's name? Do you remember? I don't. He didn't say. Okay, but 
if someone calls your name, the bottom line is you go. You gotta you, you gotta hurry. And he came. Well, he you came. gotta hurry, John. Well, he didn't hurry. He was not hurrying. Don't rush. Don't hurry. What is it? Be quick. Don't hurry. Be, if you're on, well, he was on time. But if you're on time, you're late. That's good point. If you're early, you're on time. And you know he should have known that. Well, he probably never played Whaley Pony baseball. True. So, uh, by the way, I went to the dentist the other day. Uh, speaking of nightmares, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Th- th- speaking of thoughts and prayers, I got a, a filling on my old on the old tooth. I didn't have a cavity, but I had a little acid erosion. Yeah. In there, right. Had a little acid erosion. Too many Lacroix. You know what they? This is what they said. Uh, I said, "Hey, why? Like, what does that happen? Like, how do I get that? Like, why do I have acid erosion?" And they explained it to me. He's like, "Well, could be having uh, too many acidic drinks, yep. beer." And I was like, "Oh, there you go. That was it." Don't do not count out those Lacroix. They seem harmless, but they'll erode. Oh, they will, and they did. I would cut out the Lacroix, keep the beer. If I were you, I'm not a dentist, but I do know a lot of things about teeth. Well, I got it fixed. Oh, okay. So I'm good now. Good. Right? I could just keep going. But it hurts still. I was numb yesterday for mm-hmm. about half the day, and it was terrible. You don't get enough credit for the pain you go No, through. no. And you know what? It was a million degrees, by the way. Yeah. One million. It's hot. Do you remember our question of the week? I did. Week? Do you want to? Let's get to the interview okay. first, and then on the back end, we'll talk about it. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, You want to do that? Yeah. Okay. We got Rochelle Daniels on the show. Static Salon. I'll tell you something, John. This interview is goddamn electric. Well, it had to be done. Well, it had to be done. It had to be said. It did. And I'm glad we had somebody like her to do it. Yeah. Oh, man, is it electric? You need to buckle your seatbelts up because she's hot. Uh, Should we get to the interview? Yeah. All right, Rochelle Daniels on the phone right now. Electric Factory. Wow, I sort of got screwed on the old bedroom selection. Every room's like four times as big as mine. On the phone, big-time interview. We have Rochelle Daniels on the phone. From Static Salon, welcome to the show, Rochelle. How are you? I'm doing good, Paul. How are you? I'm hanging in there, just like you said. Yeah. It's a billion Got degrees it. right now. It's hot, sweaty, and I can't be working. So, you know, it is what it is. Right, right. Line right now. Yeah, let's get right into it. I feel like a lot of the world has adjusted for the time being, except like the salon industry. Like, I don't know. Everyone else has an alternative except the salon industry, right? Yeah. Um, super frustrating, to be honest. Um, when we drive around, and like this weekend was the Long Beach slot meet, and then, you know, everybody at the beach, and Second Street is packed, and Nordstrom had their anniversary sale, and it's just mind-boggling to me and so many others that we can't service our guests. Well, I mean, it doesn't really make any sense to me. Like, why can't you, like, why can't you guys be open? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm not an expert or anything, but like, I just don't understand. So what we've heard and, you know, my personal opinion is very political, um, is my personal opinion. Um, I feel like everybody from our local government to the highest in, you know, our state, which is governor, I feel like. They're all on this mission to go to the next step of their career. And we literally have not even been spoken to, not by our governor, not by our mayor. I just put together a um, Zoom meeting with four other local salon owners and our local, um, our Senator Lena Gonzalez, she's gonna do a Zoom meeting with us tomorrow. 
so that is the um, that's like the first time I feel like I've been listened to somebody who wants to hear our stories I feel like it started or the reasoning on it is the salon that opened up in Missouri that two stylists got uh, COVID-19 and were basically forced to work during them having symptoms until their tests came back. Um, they had serviced 140 uh, clients during that time. And that was left at that, depending on which side ran with it on a political spectrum. So if you dug a little deeper in that story, um, the story was they did contact Trace, all 140 of those clients and the people that those two stylists came in contact with. And of those 140, six of them had it, clients or, or fellow coworkers, which was a point zero zero three percent you know? And that I accredit that to the fact that we're a licensed, business. We spent 1,600 hours not learning how to do hair in any way, shape, or form. You learn how to do hair in cosmetology school. You might throw in a couple of technical classes here and there, but the majority of it is on anatomy, on sanitation, and we are licensed in sanitation. So that story to one side states that, okay, these guys can obviously work. To another side, it's like, oh, that's where everybody got it. We're going to shut the whole industry down. And from that point on, we've not been listened to. So it was just that one instance that people just started freaking out that all of a sudden every single uh, salon must have the coronavirus? It, only in California, there's not another state that, that we are the only state that has shut down an entire industry. The only state. Every other state salons are open because they have always been listed as an essential business. So we no longer have that title here in California. We are no longer listed as essential, which, okay, but then tell me why going to the swap meet in Long Beach is essential. Tell me why the anniversary sale at Nordstrom is essential. Um, tell me why going to, I, you know, I love going to Panama Joe's too, but why is that essential to stand outside and have a beer? Or so now some bars are, you know, well, they don't serve food, but let's hurry up and get some food on the menu so we can go ahead and open. And we're going to serve hot dogs or popcorn or something. You know, so to me, it's, it's just mind boggling. It makes zero sense to me that every other aspect of our economy is opening back up except for us. That's yeah, that sucks. Are, and and I, you're not trying to do like the outdoor stuff, right? Uh, that, that infuriates me so much. And the reason why is the laws of, being licensed, it says in our rules, we're not allowed to work outside. But they changed it for this. But yet I have two trash cans out there that we would have to work next to, which is by far not sanitary. We're not allowed to have hair on the ground. Not sure how that's going to go 
<laughs> Wait, what? You know, it's a hundred and some degrees in Long Beach. And I'm supposed to subject our client and my team to the heat. Not only that, but my insurance would not cover me if, say, a car jumped the curb and hit one of my clients or my staff. Or a tent blows over and hits the car in the parking lot and scratches it up or dents it up or hits somebody in the head. Like, I wouldn't be covered. So there was no feasible way for me to open up outside, and we didn't do it. So why are they starting to listen to you now? Like, what happened? So a hairdresser up north. So in Northern California, they have never been open. We were open for a matter of three weeks. We were open for a matter of three weeks, so the group of hairdressers turned around and they sued the state and Gavin Newsom. So we opened back up. When that story came out and our cases started to go up here, he alone did an executive order to shut down the entire industry. Um, when I reached out to our senator and expressed my concern, she understands. She understands completely. She's like, it was a, it was done as an executive order with no legislative input. So there was no say. It just happened. So there's a cause going around, and it's called Open Salons Now. Hashtag Open Salons Now. A hairdresser started there is a famous hairdresser in L.A. right off of Brea, and his name is Ted Gibson, and he has the backing of Mark Garagos and the Pro Beauty Federation, which is a very, very small lobbying uh, effort that we have. One thing I've learned is we have nobody representing us in Washington, nobody really representing us in the state. In the state. So they decided that on August 17th, they were going to defy the order and start opening up salons. If you wanted to open up, they would somehow protect you and, and help you. To... So like that's why we're starting to be listened to now, because people are starting to defy the order. And it's not that we want to defy the order to be rebels in the industry, I guess. It's because, you know, there are 53,000 establishment licenses in the state of California, meaning that those are 53,000 small business salons that are open in this state. There are 621,000 hairdressers that are licensed through the State Board of Cosmetology. A small 3% are million, million dollar salons that bring in a massive amount of money. The rest of them are just really small business. And... We have to be able to support our, our, our families and pay our bills and pay our health insurance. And it's just nobody's defying this to be, you know, a rebel of the cause. At the same time, that's exactly why we're defying it, because we don't have any choice but to reopen. If we don't hurry up and reopen, these, these sm small salons, are, they're just going to die off. Yeah, that's what annoys me most is that the salon industry is like one of the last industries that is mostly run by small businesses, it's not overtaken by corporations. And I feel like that's going to change if it's just like, they're all going to get bought out. Right. And it's like, you can look at I it. I don't even think they're 
going to get bought out. I think they're just going to disappear, and then all of the places you're going to be able to go to are the big box Ultas or the, the Super Pets or, I mean, what else is out there? That's really all there is as far as corporation salons. Yeah. I mean, it's bullshit to me. I, mean, I didn't know if I could cuss, but yeah, it's total bullshit. <laughs> I really held back on this. Yeah, you did a hell of a job. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, and you put it out there. It's just like, I I think people just need to constantly be reminded of the the fight going on because it is, it's like there's no lobby for the, for the salons and there's, it's not a big corporation with big lobbyists. And so it's just like, no one gives a shit and that's stupid. No one gives a shit. And the fact that we are treated like a second class industry is so apparent right now. And I um, I have the fight in me to, to make a change, and I don't know how I'm going to go about doing it, but finding five salons that will sit down with me tomorrow, have a Zoom meeting with our senator to hopefully get that information to, to the governor is, is all I can do right now. But I will say that hairstylists have to make a change too because it's an industry where it's, it's lightly regulated in, in a way of booth rental, how businesses are run. If you're a 1099, if you don't pay your taxes, if you do pay your taxes, there's very few salons like me who run it as a business, a W-2 employee-based business. So the word is I feel that it's a way to weed out the bad and the good are left standing and I believe that I'm going to be left standing because I was one of the lucky ones who did it all right and correctly and I was able to get the loans that I needed to get so if you were a 1099 salon or you're a salon owner and you pay people under the table or you're a booth renter and you don't pay your taxes you didn't get any of that so those are the people that are going to fall off and I feel like it's up to me to fight for the salons, the smaller salons that are trying to do it right, to keep them open. So I've just been, I've been going back and forth. Do I reopen and defy the order? Because I've already been visited by the city of Long Beach twice trying to catch me being open. And both times there were no people in the salon. And I just was like, do you guys have nothing better to do? You know? Obviously, there's nobody in here. Obviously, nobody's making money. Obviously, nobody's paying their bills. So if you want to be on our side like you say you are, figure out a way to get the health department to come into our salons and see that we're doing it correctly. You have to have your temperature taken, even though it's basically stated that's irrelevant at this point. But still, you have to have your temperature taken before you come in the salon. You have to wear a mask. You have to use hand sanitizer before you walk to the chair. Every stylist has to clean and sanitize between guests. We have to, we're six feet apart, meaning I'm only working at a 50 percentage of my staff at one time. So allow the health department to come in and say that we're doing it correctly. Yeah. And then stamp us in a way that says, hey, this business can operate correctly. Right. Instead of like giving you a chance to show that you guys are doing everything correct, they're trying to catch you doing something wrong so they could be like, right. see, I told you. I've also never right. heard like every business I work with has gotten a visit from the city. It's like I've never seen the city. Yeah, what the like, fuck is like that? They've never been around, and then all of a sudden, now that it's like 
they're like this vigilante group of catching people. Well, all of a sudden, and that's they're everywhere. how I feel. All of a sudden, the government is controlling my business on every aspect. And I, you know, I feel like I should say this because I feel like it's super important. I'm a Democrat registered. I voted for Governor Newsom. Not only has he lost my vote, but now I'm looking at things from a different perspective. It's like, how much can the government be in my life? Like, I never thought this would, would go down like this. Like, you are spending taxpayer dollars to pull up and sit in my parking lot, and the minute you see somebody walk in my door, you raid my door, which is exactly what they did. It just happened to be a client who was buying retail, and that's allowed. But they warned me that if they have to come out four times and they catch me four times doing services, they'll shut my water off. That is insanity. <laughs> that I like it. And, and yeah, I, like I had no idea that was happening to you, but, but I'll say it again. Like almost every restaurant I've talked to, they, it's the same thing. They, it's like the city, instead of doing anything else, they're like, I don't know. I've never even seen the city. Like I, I, they just like do whatever they do at city hall, but all of a sudden they are everywhere trying to catch people like playing a gotcha game. It's, it's pretty crazy. You know, the city is furloughing people on Fridays, every other Friday or however they're doing it, but they are paying. So the first visit was by the health department, him and two other people he's training. They were, they were older ladies. I scared the hell out of them. <laughs> the second, um, the second person that came in was a code enforcement officer. And I was like, what code am I violating? And he couldn't answer me. And he's like, I just need your name and number to show that I came out. And here's my card. I was just like, this is absurd to me. You guys are being paid overtime. And now I've heard they're going to start sending people out at night and on the weekends. They're offering these people, city employees overtime to come out and try to catch these businesses. And I am just blown away that the mayor can spend two days, which I get, videotaping a message for the Democratic Convention for the last two days, but he can't come out and visit the salons that are, I'm not going to cuss, struggling Good job. to pay their effing bills. Right. Yeah, it, I mean, it's stupid. We've been saying it's stupid for a long time now. I just and I was in I was in static. I'll, I'll say that too. I I did the interview with Rochelle went in the three weeks they were open, and they were like, it it's not like it looked at all like normal static salon, which was obviously always clean and and like a very just like you know nice place to be, but it was everyone was in masks and shields and spread apart, and like there was no camaraderie going on. It was just like a few people getting their haircuts, and that mm -hmm. was it. It was it was. <laughs> Definitely, definitely very much like you said, you're doing everything right and you were definitely following the rules and there was no doubt about it. Hey, Rochelle, if you need any, yeah. any, uh, like a couple of strong boys like John and I to bully some people, just let me know, okay? You got it. I might have you guys stand outside my door should I decide to open. Yeah, let's <laughs> do that. I can do that. And I, I really feel like I am to the point to where I'm getting, and I'm going to be really honest on this call. I have not quit doing clients. I have been doing clients um, as needed, especially my high-risk clients that I know cannot go out in public because I know they're safer. And with that being said, that brings the next point is hairdressers are still doing hair. They're either doing it with their windows boarded up and people going through the back door 
or they are going to people's houses, which puts our stylus at risk. So, and, and then some people are complying and just working outside. But I am to the point that if it doesn't change relatively quickly, and I think I've put a date on it to be September 1, that I'm going to just open my windows and open my doors and hopefully I can fight the city from taking my my business license, shutting off my my water, my electricity, and then the state taking my cosmetology license and the state taking my establishment license. So those are the things that they're threatening us with. So they're really strong arming and scaring the hell out of stylists and salon owners, and that's why they won't open. But they, to this date, we were asked for data to explain the salon industry being closed down. That was four and a half weeks ago. Still have not received anything. So, to, so your Zoom meeting with the with the senator is is tomorrow. You said. Correct. Tomorrow. Okay. And then you're going to find out for sure, like what the hell's going on. I'm going to do my best. At least we're going to be able to express to her what it's doing to us and our team and our families. And at least I feel like I'm being heard. She's the first one that has reached out to try to get us open. Did, did you, and did you email her originally? Yeah, you know, she's a client of mine. She's my, my client, so I was able to have, like, direct contact with her. So I think that that helped a little bit. Um, but she has been – she sends me things and, and lets me know that, you know, she is, I believe, fighting for getting us reopened. She doesn't understand why, and I'm hoping that it, she's just a listening ear that is going to make a difference. Well, best of luck. We're going to do whatever we can uh, to cover the situation, obviously. And, and like you said, I mean, it it's it gets to a point where the logicalness of what the city is doing to hurt people rather than help people, uh, it needs to be uh, showcased, obviously. But what uh, can we end on a positive note with something outside the business that you're doing this summer? So on a positive note, you know, we are just, I, I meet with my team every single Tuesday, whether it's for lunch or at a park or I take them to breakfast and, you know, because that's allowed, of course. And we, um, you know, we do training and we're, I, I gave every one of them a hundred dollar credit to enroll in an online course and, you know, so that they don't get stagnant and depressed and, and just sitting at home and, and. You know, I, as a business owner, I'm frustrated and I'm in for the fight. As a team leader, it's my job to be the cheerleader and keep them afloat and keep them happy. And, you know, and I have to lead by example for that. So um, it's like a parent. You don't let your kids know all the financial troubles that you're going through and you just, you know, put on a happy face and, and, and you keep them happy. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my team. And that uplifts me too, you know, and that makes me feel good. And I get through that week until the next Tuesday where we can meet again. And it's just kind of something that keeps us all going. Hell yeah. That's positive. Uh, Rochelle, I, I'm thinking about frosting my tips. What do you think about that? I'm going to say, um, let's, let's, let's not. 
Okay. That's that's the expert advice we needed. Right, Paul's Paul's been talking about processing tips for like two years, and I think right. we need to put well, the kibosh on that. Well, well, let me see the hair, and maybe we can do it a different way besides calling it frosting and tips. Okay. Hey, I have <laughs> I, I have cute hair right now. I'm gonna be honest with you; it looks nice. Let's just let's let's try to reword it instead of being going back to the '90s Miami Vice days. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll break some things down and we'll figure it out together. You got it. Uh, I will let you guys know if I plan on reopening on the first, and we'll go from there. Perfect. Sounds that good. sounds great. Thanks, Rochelle. Thanks for awesome. your time. We appreciate it. Of course. Thanks. You guys have a great day. You, you too. too. Hey. Wow. John, you were right. It had to be said. Spot the lie. Anything that she said, spot the lie. Can you? I can't. It bothers me that. It's just a direct correlation of of who we've said this from March, when freaking all the delivery services and all the all the big box stores were open, all the stuff like that. It just it it bottom line boils down to who has more lobbying, and that sucks. And I, it bothers me that the takeaway is salons need more lobbying, not that lobbying is bad. I guess that's a personal right, right. I guess right, right. that's something you could disagree with, but. And that's fine. But, like, to me, it's cool that salons are all small business owners that don't, like, put a bunch of money into politics because right. you shouldn't have to influence politicians in order to live your life. Right. Right. But that's probably what they're learning is that they need to put more money into politics. And I feel like that's, like, the root of so many of our problems is there's too much bullshit. money in politics. Right. It's bullshit. So it's sad, but... Well, I'm glad that we have somebody like Rochelle that's going to war for the small businesses, the small salons out there tomorrow, you know, when she's going to have that Zoom meeting. She's yeah. really going to let them have it because she's not happy, which she's got every right not to be happy because it's kind of bullshit. Actually, it's not kind of bullshit. It's actually a lot bullshit that they can – they're closed, but literally there, everything else is There open. is so much – like. That doesn't make any sense, John. And you've been out and about, so have I. Like we're, you know, we follow the rules, but we're also young, and we're not like, like we stay with who we're quarantined with or whatever. But we've like gone to restaurants. We've, right, you know, I've gone to like a handful of restaurants. It is way more crowded on Second Street. Every restaurant I haven't been to a store personally, but I'm sure Nordstrom's crowded. I'm sure all that stuff. No idea. There's literally like two people in Sac Salon when they're open. Like they scheduled out the appointments so so right. far apart. There is, like, the only person you even remotely come into contact with is your stylist who's wearing a mask and all that, and you're choosing to see them, and you know that. Like, people don't... There, There's not one person booking a salon appointment who also has never heard of coronavirus. Right, right. They're booking it. Right. They're seeing one person. It's not like they don't know. They're within 12 feet of only one person, and that person's wearing a mask and sanitizing all that. And then you go down to a lot of restaurants, which I think should be open. If if people choose to go to a place, that's fine. Because like you said in Chicago, a lot of people stay home. Stay home, that's fine. I stay home all the time. Yeah, we always say it. We always say it. Nobody's staying home. In, well, like I, when I talked about the airport being less crowded or whatever, which it is, it's less crowded than normal, but there's still a shit ton of people out right. in that airport. A lot of people are traveling. So like... People want to get out there and do their thing. They yeah. want to be out there spending money, you know, doing their thing, helping people out. 
I saw it. I, I saw it. And I see it all the time when we go out to, to eat and stuff like that. I just don't get, like you said, why. And I'm not a health expert, but somebody needs to explain to me why a salon can't be open, but I can go to a restaurant and sit outside. I need somebody in the world to explain to me what the difference is. And nobody has. And also, I don't really read the news or watch the news. But <laughs> I haven't even come across but it. In more, how many times? I'd say at least five. We've invited Governor Newsom. That's true. Well, we've invited him to invite us to his winery. That's true. We're in. Oh, I'll go. Vinny News, you're probably losing money on the winery, I'm guessing, unless you're open, you son of a bitch. I know you're probably Paul and open. I can slurp up a red like you've never seen. Oh, give me a straw, too, bro. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't need to put my lips on that glass. Get us at the winery, explain to us, and we'll go from there. Yeah. I I don't know. I just don't know. And I I it, I feel like I'm beating a goddamn dead horse, which we don't do that around here. Because no, we don't. We care about the animals. We uh, we talked about it. Didn't we not? How many times have I told you? I cried Turtles? during Seabiscuit. Yeah. We care. I don't. I, I keep saying this. I don't know the difference is because I still don't. I, I don't know. I just I feel bad for people like Rochelle and other small business owners that are literally not able to pay for things right now because they're not open because somebody said that it is way more unsafe for a salon to be open than Nordstrom's to be open. Pretty crazy. It's just crazy to me, John. I just don't get it. Uh, Maybe someday I will. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I'm a little cuckoo, huh? Yeah. And you know what? I am. But God damn it. Somebody tell me. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Do you have anything else about this? No. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. That's all. Let's move on. Uh, oh, let's talk about the hotness. The heat. Question of the week last week. I think you jinxed us is what I'm going to say. Yeah, that, that That's was one. That was my bad. That, that was, but you have to admit, before this week, it oh, had not been that hot a summer. Yes, and I agree. What okay. was your answer going to be? Last week, before this week happened, question of the week, has this been the least hot summer of all time? And my question, my answer was yes. Yeah, okay. But. But now. But hold on. I had an answer for you because we are the Time Podcast. Uh, During the coronavirus, time doesn't exist, right? Which means seasons don't exist. Which means you said, has it been the hottest summer of all time? And my answer is, it's not summer. We're still in March. So we don't know. Okay. The answer is we don't know. Summer hasn't come yet. Except for maybe it just came because it's it's 127 degrees outside. It's brutal out there, Paul. I thought I was going to die. Did you see this thing? You can't, like, on the hottest days of the year, you're not supposed to use your AC. Which blew my mind. Yeah, apparently because everyone's using them. If everyone uses their AC, then the power is going to go out. But okay. like in my head, I'm like, that's why I got AC is for these days specifically. There's like those right. days in August. I said that to my landlord. I was like, it would be nice to have AC, especially for those days in August. He asked. I wasn't putting pressure on. Right. But I said, well, you know, those days in August, September, when it gets like crazy, crazy hot, it'd mm. be nice to have AC. Here they come. Just got AC. We're not supposed to have them on. Well, I don't think that's your fault. I think whoever's running electricity, Thomas Edison maybe, Ben Franklin, 
Like it's those guys, the people, the higher ups. I think yeah. it's their problem. True. Like, why can't you figure it out? They well, should be prepping for the hottest days of the year. Was should there not, not enough lightning? We don't have enough kites. What's the deal, guys? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't know how it works. But I'm. you'd figure that they'd be like, all right, let's push it so that when it gets hot and everyone uses their AC, right. we're good. Tell me, if you want me to say power in the middle of April when it's 74 and partially cloudy outside, let's do it. April showers. Well. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm with you. It's been brutal, but you know what? We're, we're adapting. We're adapting. We're adapting. What was your answer to the old, has it been the hottest summer? My answer when I asked it was, it, it's been the least hot summer. Yeah. Because it hadn't been that hot. It hasn't. And even even now, it's so hot, but like, it's still cooling off at night. Most of the time. It does get a there's little bit a few, cool. There's been a few little days where it's been a little muggy, but- like, it hasn't been that, like, 1 a.m. and it's, like, too hot to, to sleep. Yeah. How have you been to the Bay? I went. I went. Did you? Is How'd that it go? this weekend? I don't even know. I, uh, you know, I've been talking a lot of shit on the beach. I think I went this weekend. Did you? For the first time. All summer. Well, yeah. summer just started, so you're really early on the old bay yeah this this summer uh first time this year and it was nice it, the water was kind of cold i didn't swim across really yeah well maybe it'll warm up because it's 180 degrees outside also i was in my head people started mentioning that there might be sharks and i know there's not i know there's not i know there's not but i i like to see other people swimming and there weren't other people swimming because my you know me i'm like the guy that says, I just have to be like faster than the guy next to me. And there's some, there's some fatsos in the bay. I'm no glad. Fats. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I was going to say the same thing. I've heard multiple people talk more than normal. have been talking about there are sharks in the bay and I'm starting to believe it. I might not get in the water again. Cause why couldn't there be John? Explain me that. Let's get a Marine biologist on here. Why couldn't there be a shark in the bay? What if he gets lost? Have you ever seen Finding Nemo? All right, you're going to make me be a marine biologist now, and you know I've always wanted to be an architect. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Hit me, Art. I'm pretty sure that they have a watch on this because how come we, we always know if there's a shark anywhere near? So I like how? I think. How do we know? Lifeguards and whatnot. I mean, what, like. You think lifeguards are just looking for sharks? I think so. I don't so. think so. I don't know. I think, first off, I don't want to be that guy, but lifeguards are the biggest scam in all of California. I like lifeguards. They're I like nice, lifeguards. But you I, need li- I think you need lifeguards. I don't know. Okay. We we need lifeguards. But like, if there's a shark out there and they start getting eaten, lifeguard ain't going to do shit. I'll tell you that. I wonder what the official, like, if, if someone's getting eaten by a shark, do does the lifeguard have to jump in? Because like... Count me out on being a lifeguard if you have to <laughs> What's, do that. Yeah, there's no way they jump in. What's the protocol on a shark? You got to punch him in the face, in the nose? I don't know. I think that's what it is, which seems but, a little bit difficult. Yeah, I just... They're probably moving around, you know what I mean? I'm a scaredy cat. I've always been a scaredy cat a little bit. Not ashamed to say it. Uh, I like other people around me when I'm swimming. I do too. I don't want to going down. I don't want to be the one guy 
yeah, at least have someone there to tell my story. Yeah. At the very least, maybe I am the guy that gets eaten, but like, at least someone's like, they're like, yeah, that sucked. But John fought heroically. Right. Right. Yeah. And actually, he 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 got this one shark in a headlock, and then there was like three more circling. He had no chance. You right. Know, someone to fabricate the story. Yeah, and I would do that for you. Yeah. I would do that for you. Thank and you. then if we both died, that'd be sick because our funeral would be electric. Yeah, it would be. That's true. Think about that. Well, should we go out together? No, we should do. Or Romeo and Juliet. But this would be this would be very morbid. Romeo and Romeo. <laughs> it's 2020, John. Uh, if we recorded a podcast for to play at our own funeral, that's that a little that's a little funny. morbid. It'd be funny though. It would be funny though. Just so go out on our terms. Just be like, well, I guess we're dead. Stuff like that. If you're listening to this, we've passed. That yeah. would be so that's a, yeah. funny. We should probably do it. Yeah, we should do it. Just in case. That's that's this week's question of the week. And there it is. What? Is it a good idea for us to record our own funeral in a podcast? We're not saying it has to be now. Like we could we could record it now and it could play when we're ninety. Yeah. God uh, forbid we pass in the next week or two. Yeah. But, you know, what, you think we're going to make it to 90? No way. No, there's no way we're making it to 90. Well, we have to make a pact. What if I die at 43? You have to die at 43, too, then. Okay. Okay. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Go out on our terms. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got anything else? Sounds like we're going on your terms. <laughs> but what if... <laughs> no, I don't even... I don't... Yeah, I went to the Bay. Bay was nice. <laughs> the Bay is nice. Speaking of sharks, God, we're hot with these. What are they called again? Segways. Segways. God, I missed. I had it last week. I missed it yeah. this week. I thought it was in You're my like boca. You're like 50-50 on remembering that word. Yeah, but that's fine. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Playing baseball, you're a Hall of Famer. Playing school, you're an F student. I've gotten my fair share of Fs, John. But you battle back. Get yourself a B. Yeah, then you, you got know? a D plus. <laughs> All right. Uh Speaking of uh, uh, sharks, Segway, bam. Did you see the new mascot that we have? I saw it. LB. LB. Well, it means- well, Did you get it? Yeah. Okay. No, I- You didn't get hit, it first, Hand did up, I didn't, I didn't get I it first. You, you know, I didn't. I, I didn't get you that explained wouldn't. to me by a few of the online comments. Uh, LB. Okay, let me- I know what you're going to say. Paul Slater, the chosen one, you said you hated the Sharks. You said, why did we get rid of the prospector? You said, 49ers till we die, bang, bang. You said, why did, what's the big deal? You said, blah, 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 right? That's what everybody's saying because I'm ignorant. You know what I mean? (laughs) Choo-choo, John. I'm all aboard, LB. Yeah, you like the Sharks, don't you? I do. I knew you would. I do. I knew you were going to love the Sharks. It's sick. I kind of like it. And you know, I you know, it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. But LB, what a name! I don't know who thought of it. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm all about I it. I knew, I knew you were gonna like the sharks. You and you see, see this video? Look at this son of a bitch. First off, okay. Well, here's my only thing that I'll say. The whole, the whole pronoun preference thing. I get it. You know, I get. You know, 2020. You got to do what you got to do. 2020. But if you're gonna do. They, they're them pronoun, not he, she, or whatever it is. I mean, you got to make LB look a little bit more like it would be a, a they. 
not the buffest dude of all time. It <laughs> right, looks yeah. like a buff ass shark, which probably means it's a boy shark. Well, but you know, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You already know I'm all aboard. So I, yeah, I am the leader of this of this mascot. Now. Yeah. In fact, if you like the ma- the new mascot of the sharks, you probably have to get Paul's permission first. Right. As the first official fan of the shark. Yep. Uh, yep, that's fine. A little few. Let me give you a couple few facts for LB. I don't know if you saw the video that Long Beach State uh, put well, out. Is the video just him walking around? I watched like three seconds. Yeah, it is. It is. And I don't know why they did that. Just probably to show him. Or no, it they show them. Show them. Sh- sorry, show them. Uh, kind of a sick mascot. I'll be honest with you. I like it a lot. Uh. Origin, Belmont Shore. You know, Okay, it's scary. It is scary because, what do we say? There are sharks in the bay. Yeah, okay. Which, like I said, there is. Uh, jersey number, 49. Hmm, I wonder why the jersey number is 49, John. Do you know? I don't know, but I sure hope it's not at all correlated to prospectors. Which, or the gold rush. Or, yeah, you're right. It's not. Activities include... Swimming, studying, sinking teeth into some healthy competition. That's the activities for LB. Uh, that sounds dangerous. Sinking your teeth into anything is very problematic to me. But I'm just saying I am the I love LB. I love LB. I do. This is an incredible mascot. Have you seen like the pictures of LB? The like animated not the real one walking around, but the one that's going on hats and things like that. No. I'm going to get you one. Thank you. I'm going to get you one on a mug. Dude, <laughs> this hat. But I, I'm in. I'm all in. So it's what confuses me, though, is is, is it not being used for sports? No, it's not. So it's just like a mascot. I don't know what I don't then. I don't know why. I think they're just trying to make money. And what did we say? We're all about money. I'm on. I'm team money. Yeah, yeah, we're team money. LB's so, bringing in money. People are gonna buy LB shirts. Uh, I'll buy a hundred of them, forty nine. Because that's well, the, the only money. reason I knew it wasn't for sports is because it said it sinks its he- teeth into healthy competition. And from last week's podcast, remember what we realized that you don't need competition to be sports. That's a good point. So that's why exactly when I heard there were competition, I was like, well, this must not be sports then. No, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're team L. I, you're team LB. I'm you're, team LB. You're hardcore well, team what's LB. Your, what's your thought? What's your thought? Uh, I don't. I just don't care. Yeah, I know you don't care, and it's sad that you don't yeah. care. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know what, buddy? Uh, can, I. I just don't care. Can I say something for a sec? Yeah. I got freaking prospector Pete on my real ID though. I had to go to the DMV and get a real ID like two weeks ago, and here I come, and there's the prospector on it. Oh, because of California? Yeah. Because of the gold rush. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We've never had that on our license, and as soon as we bang it at Long Beach State, now it's on our license. You know, yeah. And look, I'm Team LB. I've been Team LB, and. I want to say something for a sec. When we did at first say, this is bullshit. Why are we doing this? 
in the comments, in the comments on all these things, people are torching this poor uh, shark. Yeah. Which which was just simply born in Belmont Shore and wants to sink his teeth into healthy competition. Yeah. Don't freaking get mad at him. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, not and, LB's fault. No, it isn't LB's fault. But everybody's saying that this is a trash ass mascot. All this stuff, which I'm not saying, but all those people are torching it. And then there's, uh, there are people in the comments that are that are uh, defending LB that are saying, uh, "I hope it's you." No, it's not. Well, I did defend. And you know what? Quick shout out to Five Six Two Sports. Hey, uh, I don't like to use the H word too often, but how come you guys are being? It's a little bit. There's are a little bit of hypocrisy there for not retweeting my statement when I said, hey, sad you guys aren't respecting the higher-ups and the people that are making the decisions in the middle of the pandemic. Everybody's torching the higher-ups for saying, hey, here's LB, our new mascot. And everybody's getting a retweet by 562 Sports, except for me. H-word. A little bit of an H-word there. Uh, I'm so happy I'm off Twitter. Uh, but what I'm going to say, John, is there's people torching LB, people defending LB saying uh they said it's crazy to me how people are uh fo- are focused and trashing uh this new mascot like you have nothing better to do but to trash this new mascot is what they're saying which is funny because it's a little bit, bit ironic that we said the same thing in the beginning about Prospector Pete, who was being trashed for no reason. Right. That's that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit ironic that now, it is pe- ironic. now people are saying, hey, what's the big deal about this mascot? Who cares? Uh, Yeah. Right. That's just what I'm going to say, but I am Team LB, so I, I will go to war for LB. <laughs> if anybody wants to give me some gear, Jane Close Connolly, my girl... Big fan, always have been. Uh, I would love some gear. I would, I would. I'm all in. That's all I'm gonna say. Remember when she retweeted us that one time? I've been a fan. Okay. Oh, I'm good friends with her. Oh yeah. Well, you played at her party. People forget. I'm just saying. I'm Team LB. I'm big. I love it. Uh, yeah. In the middle of a pandemic, they're, they're trying. You know, and nobody's everybody's torching. Yeah. Sad. It's sad. Okay. You got anything else? No. Okay. I'll save I'll save my thoughts. For what? I don't know. No, eh? No, 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 no. Well, you're no, 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 no. If you're not team LB, you let me know. I am Look at this son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? This is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your whole yeah. life. It is. LB walking around like, "What's up?" <laughs> you know? Can't wait to but it's not going to be at a sporting event. Well, there's not going to be any sporting events ever again. As we know, competition is over with. So sad. But like, so this mascot's just going to walk around campus? I don't understand what, it, what it's going It doesn't make sense, John. Like I said, it's all for money, and I am team money. I'm just saying. People are still rattled about it. This happened. We got mad, big mad. About three years ago, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe two years ago. And now everybody's starting to get mad again. Nothing. I don't have anything else to say. I don't have anything else to say. 
Me neither. We were there first. Well, I just want to say that I was there first when, when on the Mad Train, and now I'm here first on the LB Train. So I'm just that's saying, true. I am the conductor of both trains. Well, people forget that you can you can change trains, and I have, and I will again. Let's say you're going to the L Train, but then you want to get on the what? Brown Line. Yeah, the from brown. the Red Line. Yep. Yep. See, I know my shit, John. Yeah, you do. Hey, and guess what? Look who's wearing some Long Beach State shit. Me. I didn't even go there. Oh, shout out to Valley, though. That's my boy. Uh, I saw him the other day. Good. What did he do? He was eating Mexican food. I'm not surprised one bit. Yeah, he carne? Was he's I, crushing he wasn't he? I forget. He was with other people, so oh. I don't I don't remember what was on his plate, but there was this just beefy-looking quesadilla. Surprise. With a lot of cheese. I don't know if it was his plate or someone else's, but it caught my eye. You know me. What, do you have a little Bud I'm, Light, did he? I, I don't know. Because you know me, Paul. I'm trying to be nice guy, like talk to people. But in my eye, I got that gene in my eye and my belly where I saw that quesadilla. And it was yeah. really all I was concentrating on. Yeah. I was hungry at the time. I was like, wow, yeah. that looks good. You I have don't... a fat man's fin- mentality. Yeah, There's I no do. Doubt about it. Well, if you see some melted cheese, how do you not just take a gander? I'm, I'm not blaming you. I think there's a little sour cream next to it. Ugh. I love sour cream. Can't... So do I, Paul. We should have been the Long Beach State Sour Creams. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand why we don't just go all in and say the Long Beach State Sharks for our team name. Yeah. I'm in. And it's sad that nobody else is. And I'm going to go to bat for old LB. Hey, Jane Close Connolly, if you need a spokesperson, oh, let me be the mascot. I'll go in the mascot suit. Also, it's 100 degrees, so maybe not. But you never know. I'll do it. Safest place to be during a pandemic, actually. That's a fact. So... No, who's not a frontline hero is mascot workers because they just have a built-in shield. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, what else was I going to get to? Oh, I was going to get to the old Long Beach Unified School District. Do you know any of the updates? Teachers can now, most teachers can now work from their home. That's what I heard. Which, I thought that was the case no matter what. So what was, they wanted them to be in, in school? Yeah, like I think my mom, she's a Compton teacher. Uh, and she has to go to school, I believe. So they, she, like they teach from their classroom. Okay. Which I don't really think was that that big of a deal to teachers. Yeah, I mean, you they have do. your sources. I have my sources. My sources say it's not that big of a deal for them to go into the classroom. No, it's not. I, I, I personally think like. If you ask any person, would they rather teach from home or teach in their classroom? If they're home, if they're in a situation where their home is not distracting, I think they'd rather teach from home. Like I would, I'd rather just be in my sweatpants all day. I hate not being in my sweatpants. I, I'm with but you. But like, I'm literally with you. Do I completely? Do I buy into it was a huge safety hazard if you're just gonna walk into your classroom and out of your classroom, and you're the only person there? Like I don't think that's a huge. They were playing up the safety side of it, which the I don't. School district under, was or the parents, the, the teachers, oh, the teachers. I mean, the yeah. teachers were saying like, "How you been? Like this is so unsafe during this pandemic. It's like relax. You're going to your classroom. You're going out of your classroom. What's the difference between that and going anywhere? Like we've said. But do I care? No. Like I don't personally care if the teachers are teaching from home. No, I don't. I think it's like, I don't agree that it was like the hugest safety concern of all time. No, I don't. Think I think they either. just said that to get what they what is easier for them. Which I think but that's fine. Everyone else is home. I don't care if they're home. Right. I think like they should be able to be home. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I don't. We know. Just bang the whole school year. Well, I just don't know why. 
I still just don't get why the city is worried about things that, uh, not the city, but the, the politicians are worried about things that aren't as big of a deal as they should be or yeah. Or that they're making it. Like, I feel like the situation where the teachers can teach from home, like that's not that big of a deal to me. So why was it, why did it take so long for them to finally say, you know what? You can teach from home. Well, I think a lot of, from teachers I've talked to, they say a lot of other teachers kind of mailed it in last year, which I get. It was like the end of the year. Right. Like school got banged like a month ago and they just like worked from home and like barely taught. Right. Um, Which they thought it would be easier to keep dibs on the teacher if they're in their classroom. Like they have to be there for seven hours doing their normal schedule of teaching. Right. Um. That being said, they want to get their money's worth. This the district. Well, we're still like the like taxpayers still pay for teachers. Right. I get that. So if they're if you're only going to teach two hours a day, but you're going to take the normal taxpayer amount, there's there's reason to be pissed about that, right? Like any other business, like is not performing, they make less money, they go right. out of business, whatever. So if teachers aren't going to teach, I understand that that's stupid. They make the taxpayer dollars. So they want to make sure teachers are teaching. However, you could probably check in just as much over Zoom anyway. It probably just requires the admin to do more work, which they probably didn't want to. Which that's exactly what <laughs> they like don't I, want to like do. Like you could pop into Zooms, can't you? I'm sure you can. You keep tabs on it. Like, I don't know. Either way, I just don't care. I don't really have that big a stance on it either way. Obviously, we don't have kids. How often, true. How often did you see an administrator come into your classroom while you were in school? Like twice my entire school. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This is all just, I, I don't know. It's just all optics. Like they, they're trying to make this a bigger deal than it is the, the school district. And by the way, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I think I dislike everybody in the Long Beach Unified School District, except for Chill Baker. Is that the hottest take <laughs> of all time? Why? I think it's just because they're pissing me off. I don't know any of them. Yeah. I just know their names. But look. You're on Twitter. I'm, let me no, tell you something. No, no, no. Okay. Hit me. Getting off Twitter was probably the best thing I ever did. I know, and I should. I need to get off Facebook. And I should get off Twitter. I don't. I'm if not if anyone's Facebook. thinking about it, what a game changer that was. But I'm just saying. Because it'll really make you hate everyone. I have the right to dislike. Yeah, you dislike people, whoever you want to dislike. Well, well true. Yeah. But. People are saying, oh, you don't know them. You can't say that you dislike them. Well, I don't know fucking Steph Curry, but I hate Steph Curry. Right. You know what I mean? So if you're if you're a – In the what, public eye. In the public eye, yeah. That you're a public figure, then I could dislike you. Mm-hmm. And that's what they are, and I dislike them. Chill Baker, love Chill Baker. Making a billion dollars, bang, bang, all about it. <laughs> Jankos Conley, billionaire. Uh, she's a billionaire. <laughs> Lover, I don't think either of them are billionaires. Nah, they're close. They're a lot closer than you. Right now, yeah. Once I become the spokesperson of Chill Baker and Jane Close Connolly and LB the mascot and this podcast, how do we somehow we're we're dialed in, buddy? How do we get? How do we get you, Chill Baker and Jane Close Connolly in the room together? That needs to be the three. Like that just needs to be known around town. Like, oh, here come the three. Yeah. That's what we should do. Ooh, I'll tweet at them both. Oh, they're both in schools. I didn't even think about that. 
Okay. Eureka. Oh, you got to be the LBCC guy. Mm. No, they don't respect LBCC. No, they don't, which is which, which is, is a shame. Well, maybe they need a strong leader. Who's the president? Whatever happened to LBCC? Yeah, whatever that chick. That chick, wait, wait, what was she doing? Something with Florida or something? Yeah, she was a little problematic. Yeah, she was problematic, and then she's went out of the news. Fuck, what happened? Oh, all of a sudden the pandemic came. No one's talking about her anymore. Okay. Are we a little woke? Did she, uh, well. Here's the question of the day for everybody. What was it before? Should we do that? Okay, scratch the Should first one. Should we make one. a podcast for our own funeral? That's a yes. That's a yes. Scratch that. Don't think about that one. A little research. Everybody do some research on the previous president of LBCC. Because she was a little problematic. Yeah, she was. Did she start the coronavirus? Florida's a little bit of a problem. She has something to do with Florida and the coronavirus. And LBCC. And LBCC. And I want everybody to tie it together. Word <laughs> scramble. <laughs> okay? That's our question of the oh day. Oh, my God. All right. Do you have anything else about this? No. So, wait, well, quick. What's the plan for Long Beach Unified School District? I didn't even look at I'm tired of reading articles, John. So, it's, teachers it's, are going to be I at am. home. Students. This is like. It's a vast majority, which means you probably have to read the, like, I don't know. I think there's exceptions on special education and maybe some other stuff. But basically, most teachers can choose. They can go into the classroom if they want, or they can teach from home. Okay. Students are be are all at home, and this is until October 5th, but, like, everyone I've talked to thinks it's going to be extended. But no one says that. Okay. So the the teaching from so they're going to start like I think like in early September. Some schools already started. I heard about that. I'm uh, I'm very curious to see, or yeah, to see when the. I'm not going to say the I word. I was going to say idiots, but I'm not going to say idiots. What's a nicer word? I got to be nice because I don't want people to get mad at me. People at. Uh, in the school district, I wonder how long it's going to take them to realize this doesn't work. Yeah. At what week do you think that'll that's going to come up? Week one, two. Well, week one's a wash. Doesn't count in the first week, anyways. Even if you were there, so week one we know doesn't matter. So what? Like week two, they're going to be like, "Oh shit, this is difficult." I think I think they're fighting to get back in the classroom as soon as they can. I mean, it's not their fault. Do you think they are? I don't think they're fighting that hard, honestly. I mean, they just got their balls in a blender, to put it quite whatever. Yeah. Like, they have, like, blunt. the coronavirus blunt. is here. They, they are likely in their position because they, like, agree with certain political people and, like, got in on that. And like right. they do, they like guaranteed all of LBUSD. Like Ford loves Robert Garcia, and they all know him and love him. He's in love with Governor Newsom and all that. And like everyone just does what the higher up says, and that's probably why they're in a position of power anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, they have their own thoughts and beliefs. Like I, I think LBUSD board probably they do care about students. Like, like. In their heart of hearts, they probably want think education's good, care about students, probably want to be back in the classroom. But at the same time, no matter what they think, they can't do it against what Robert Garcia says or Gavin Newsom says. You know what I mean? Their balls are in the blender. 
I think they like or they don't all have balls. True. I think that they like being in the news, in the media, the board members, because yeah. they want to pretend like they do a lot of work, which they don't. Only Chill Baker does a lot of work. We know that everybody else literally not doing one thing. Uh, I'm not sure why they have a job. Uh, so I think they like being in the news and people talking about them. And I think that's what's going on right now. So do you. True. I love being in. I'm not. I'll say that all day, every day. I'm a big deal. Yeah, you are. You know, and I like being a big deal. Yeah, you do. Just saying. All right, that's it. Let's. Uh, we're going a little long. Let's get out it's of here. It's hotter than shit. Yeah, I get. We need to turn the AC on. All right. Uh, quick nine out of the week. This week is Matt Nieto, and you're wondering who this is. Hockey player. Yes. Yes. Plays for the Avalanche, the Colorado Avalanche from Long Beach, California. I, think I don't know who Matt Nieto is. Uh. Yeah. But, let me ask you this: as a sports fan yourself, you are hit me. You've been a sports fan for I don't know how many years. Is wow. ESPN sending you way more emails than ever? Like uh, notifications? Yeah. No, no, no. Emails. I don't get emails from ESPN. I used to get like one a year. Like it was like whatever. Like, oh, you want to play fantasy something uh, again? Like whatever. That. Yeah. I'm getting four emails a day. Like, here's your morning skate for the NHL. Here's really? your like here's like the matchups. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't really like ESPN too much, honestly. Keep, keep an eye out. Well, uh, I mean, they show sports. Right. You may not like their commentary, but like that's where you watch a lot oh, of no, sports. Oh, no. I'm not saying I don't watch it. I do watch literally. That is what I watch all day. I just don't like it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Matt Nieto is the player or the Night Away Athlete of the Week hockey player for the Colorado Avalanche from Long Beach, California. I think he was just born here. I think he grew up for like maybe five years. I think he lived here. Really? I don't think he went to the schools, though. Right, which is, probably makes sense. But uh, he had a goal. Sad he doesn't like Chill Baker. Mm, very sad. He probably would have gone if she was superintendent. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, he scored a goal, John. He scored a goal, and I was watching the game. If you want a rooting interest in hockey because your teams are out or you don't like the sport, but you like Long Beach, the city of Long Beach, and I know there's a lot of, of – people out there that are just like diehard long beach and they're like oh i need any excuse to root for somebody from long beach and you want to adopt them this guy's from long beach plays for the avalanche the avalanche are an absolute wagon just want to let you know that john that's it you got anything else on or off the ice good to circle the puck yeah get the pucks deep and uh you know well, doing uh, their best and uh and the forecheck was there but the uh unfortunately the results weren't and uh and all you got to do is get the puck on the net and uh what we're doing is you know skating hard and you know getting the puck deep and uh and skating well and uh, and, well, uh I think, you know uh, skating with and without the well, puck with or without the puck the better you're skating uh and forechecking and uh that was a great podcast, Paul. All right, you're rating. Uh, electric, John, again, you're on fire. 7.9. 7.9 electric. That earned it. You did earn that one, didn't you? Let's be better next week, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's be better next week. Kobe week next week. Get psyched. Get psyched. Kobe week. Uh, life is great in the 908. Shooters, shoot. So shoot your shot. Never been beat, feel the only skin beat, I like the rim ten feet. You-
can't stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you lack this, do enjoy the game by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away our net, hang time. You know the rules, crossover triples, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy. Know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach. Too far to lay up, catch you on a rebound. Game over, stay up. Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Hey. Yeah. Hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?